advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am... I am Sofa King. Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am Sofa King. Faster. I am Sofa King. No, not so fast. Lose its meaning. I am Sofa King. You say funny things. Hey, what's up, all you smart, beautiful people out there? And of course, I'm talking to myself. I'm doing great. How you guys doing? Um, You're talking to yourself, right? Yeah. I'm not answering. No, but Danny said how you guys Yeah, and now I'm that. talking to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. You're still not answering? All right. I did my OCD, so I'm good. You did your OCD. Yeah, yeah you know me. Uh, <laughs> down with OCD. Down with OCD. <laughs> yeah, you know me. Um, how you guys doing? Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. This, we are the Sofa King podcast. We are, and if you didn't know, our name has nothing to do with what we talk about. Right, uh, we don't get irritated about that. We don't. Someone and, posted uh, on. You know our, what? It hurts my heart. No, it doesn't. Fuck you. I don't care. Someone posted on our actual website and said that they thought that we were a website dedicated to selling sofas, and that they were disappointed that all we do is make good podcasts. Yeah, I mean that's how it works sometimes. <laughs> it also says so faking. If you read it yeah, all together, yeah. Somebody, yeah, when we first started, somebody said it that way. They're like, so faking podcast? I had a funny thing. So how long have we been on Savage Radio? I don't know. A ten, long time. Ten months. Long time now, yeah. Yeah. They love us a long time. Jake, I just ran into Jake of Savage Radio a week ago, uh-huh. and he just one week ago figured out what so faking meant. <laughs> he's in charge of the yeah. place he puts that, him on there i had a i, mean, I had a very delayed reaction like <laughs> dave yeah. himself no i did because we were talking it, we were throwing very we were throwing ideas around and and yeah. a couple got brought up and shot down and then at one point brent said like what about the the sofa king podcast and i was like that's kind of fucking dope like you sit on a sofa and you listen to a podcast i was like i really fucking like that name i was like that's kind of cool and i think it was like and then you were like all right let's fucking pull the trigger and then like the next day like brad was just fucking johnny on the spot and he was like i got our fucking twitter i got our facebook i already paid for fucking the url like fucking like everything and at that point in that conversation with the three of us one of you were like yeah so it's so freaking awesome and i was like god damn it (laughs) (laughs) and it's that played out like all the kids know like it's like they hate it so you know it, it's good i like it because it bothers people people don't understand it like, yes. it's great it's yeah. it's perfect all around yeah because that's what we are I, I we bother people and people hate us and they love us and they don't know what it means to be us so it's good i like it anyway <laughs> vote tyrone president 2016 how's his campaign going going good is it as his campaign manager it's been awkward because i'm white right it's been really awkward i can imagine yeah the black power um 
just anvil just running around there is just crazy. Has he like measured your body to test how he's going to build a wall around white people? Yeah, he uses me as the spe- the white <laughs> specimen. That's what they call me there. Like in the office, I'm the white specimen, and so like they're like, go go talk to the white specimen about that. And I'm like, why? You, my name is Brad, and he's like, your name's white specimen. Your name's whatever it's gonna be that I call you. And after I build a wall around you, I own you. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not what we talked about. I was supposed to be free after the wall. I'm like the only white free mm. person after the walls get built. But yeah. It's oh, been- so you were going to be the only white free person. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, like I'm the only white free person. <laughs> so you were like yeah. Lex Luthor in Superman 2 yeah, 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 in Australia yeah. after General yeah, Zod yeah, took over. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking Luthor. about. Luthor. Yeah. Luthor. Okay. Yeah. Lex Luthor. Interesting enunciation. Yeah. Lex Luthor. Yeah, so the campaign's going good. Uh, we'll have t-shirts out soon. Uh, death to white people. Uh, bumper stickers. Yeah, that'd be good. That will be so. good. Talk about long enough it'll happen. You're going to break people. We can do it. Yeah. We can do it. I'm sporting them. Have you given away any Johnny Appleseed-esque El Yucateco this week? No. Um, I did surprise someone that was in my pocket, and they were pleasantly surprised because we are talking about the sponsorship, <laughs> but I'm actually out of El Yucateco hot sauce. I have oh, four damn. little bottles. I went to the store and bought some because I got, I'm, I'm too nice and I give away too yeah. much Yucateco. We've literally went through hundreds of bottles. Yeah. Like this is no joke. We <laughs> no, had fucking, no, we, just, we had cases <laughs> we, uh, of El Yucateco yeah, hot sauce. Yeah. There was a lot. There was, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I sent a picture of the, There's an astounding amount. The back shelf in the little shipping center place and it, it was just like empty boxes that say El Yucateco yeah. hot sauce across the bottom. And there was nothing but like four little sample bottles. And the thing I'm most curious about is because I know um, some uh, friends of ours are opening a tiki bar here in Mm -hmm. town and they're making one of their signature drinks is going to have only ever use El Yucateco and they're going to have it at the store. So I'm very excited to try whatever. And they they were looking at different ones and they were looking at one. They said it was too hot or something. And then I gave them a Chipotle one and they tasted it and they said that was probably what they'll end up going with because it's already kind of sweet. I forgot. So I'm curious to see what kind of drink they're going to make. And I do have um, to, I did some Yucateco stuff. I uh, stocked, we have a a local non-franchise place called Victor's Grill. It's kind of like Chipotle, if you know what Chipotle is. Um, and it's really good, but we finally got one like right by my house. So I've been going in there a lot after jiu-jitsu. They have like some low-carb crap I can eat. So I took uh, every flavor in there. You and keep going in like you, jiu-jitsu, like you're, like you're better than everybody. I'm not you're better than anyone. <laughs> I went to jiu-jitsu I'm a white belt. Well, <laughs> it's a daily activity now. It's yeah. like... I go to in the afternoon routine. and then I go I to lunch. You, yeah, it's my everyday thing now. Dick. So that's why my that's why I can barely move my back. <laughs> I'm not bragging in any way. I go get my ass whooped for lunch and then I fucking hurt, take Advil, and then I apparently my nickname is grill. Jupiter because I'm as heavy and as big as this Jupiter. This fool is a mass. You are like <laughs> you're like grappling with a bear in a gi. It's the craziest thing. Like I can't. I don't know. I can't explain it. You don't weigh a ton more than me, but you just feel like a wall. It's insane. So anyway, a great wall. I went might, to Victor's. It might, it might be all penis. They have yeah. another. Not no, it's all up I, top. I felt that part. It's yeah. up top. Yeah. yeah My not, legs are real light. Like that. You actually get past touch that all the, the time. Waist, and yeah. like, you get an idea what your yeah. body's got going on. Um, but anyways, I went to Victor's and I took every flavor in there, but I set it behind the register and I said, Hey, I want you guys to check this out and see if it's okay with the owner. You should put it out there. And uh, the little cook guy like runs in the back and he pulls out. Damn, I'm giving away secrets. 
I can't say that part. Anyways, it's now available at Victor's Grill. <laughs> he pulls out <laughs> his pee. Yeah, yeah. no. So they have it at Victor's Grill, and I took a full run to a Union Station Deli. So both places at Bakersfield now have a Yucatecal on full representation. But the funnier story is someone came up to me because they went somewhere in town, and they're like, yeah, I went to this place, man. They got El Yucateco in there. Did you put that in there? I was like, no, contrary to popular Now there's going to start to be like a conspiracy theory about <laughs> yeah. El Yucateco yeah. and Brent. It's like someone's going to run into it someplace. They're going to yeah. be like, I think that, I think Brent had something. Some guy no, in the VW bus thing. drove in. <laughs> a couple of my El Yucateco friends. on the counter. A couple of my friends you need like a, You need a fucking luchadore suit with like a Yucateco symbol on and it. And you just like run into places and fucking drop them off and, and run out. Off. That would be legit. That'd be funny. That'd be funny. That McDonald's. Just like run into McDonald's with a luchador mask on. I don't think it would work on McDonald's. Especially because... Yeah, don't have the whole They're outfit. privately owned. They're, I mean, they're a franchise, but like there's local yeah, owners right. to them. You'll so. still be wearing like your Pendleton shirt. Your beard will still be sticking out, <laughs> but you'll just have a luchadori mask and you'll run out of the van. No, we'll do the one where the, we'll cut like the mouth out of it. So the yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's the ones beard. with the mouth. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I just have the luchador like uh, Speedo thing over my jeans. That'd no, just funny. wear your jeans. No, that's good. Oh, just jeans? Okay. Yeah. I'm down. You, yeah, could also I get get like a, you could also get like a, a bandolier like full of Yucateco bottles. Can like you call me? Will chest. you call me Brento Libre? Sure. Brento okay. Libre. Yeah. All right. So two restaurants in town now stock El Yucateco. And one, one final thing before we get to the topic. We have a, whisp, a whiskey to indoctrinate. I'm, I'm trying to get everything out of the way before we get into the topic because it's so fucking grisly. I don't want it associated with any of the things we're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, a friend of the show, Chris Farrell, brought us some J.P. Weiser's rye whiskey. And I've looked at this whiskey. I've seen it at the store and I've been tempted to buy it. And right now, I think I just experienced like a Challenger's Bernstein Bear reality shift, like sitting down here because it has been for years, JP Whispers Rye Whiskey. And the fact that it's called JP Whispers is the reason I've never bought it because that's a fucking stupid name. (laughs) And I was just (laughs) looking at it while we were recording our last episode and I saw that it's JPY. And I'm like, no, it's fucking bit like I've read it JP whispers dozens of yeah. times. So I now that, have the P from the JP. It was probably just injected right there because yeah, all the letters are there. Yeah. Either that or I've shifted realities. Mm. Which one's more realistic, Brad? Realities. That's Brent. Thank you. Yeah. Fuck. Reality just shifted again. Yeah. He it's, used to be Brad. <laughs> now nah, I'm Brad. It's because all Brent. white people look alike. Yeah. They do. That, that yeah. was a racist. So you racist piece of shit. Uh, only half of me. Right. At any given time. Voting for Tyrone, um, motherfucker. So here's the sample. I'm not drinking. Aww. I don't fucking. I really don't fucking. Like, fucking. I feel like oh, shit. Oh, that's legit. Damn. Let me smell it. That's legit. That is. That might soon be at my home. Um, wow, I was that gonna is say, really good. Brad went straight for the bottle. I was going to say smooth, but it's like not even smooth. It's like not even present. Like, you didn't even. Hmm, that's good. That's really good. So JP Weiser's is legit. Don't buy JP Whispers. That's some bullshit. But JP Weiser's. Damn that's it! Fucking, the Canadians got me again. It's fucking, Canadian. Exactly. Dude. More and yeah, more. What I I've realized is the Canadian whiskey is weak. Like it doesn't have a kick. If you, if you like, kick? yeah, yeah. If you really like a whiskey that kind of kicks you smooth, in the teeth. Well, well, I'm just saying that that's smooth and doesn't have like that harsh like hit. 
It's Canadian, it's Canadian whiskey. Yeah. Pendleton, like this yeah. JP Whispers. But if like, you get like Kentucky, it's really got like a kick, <laughs> a kick to it. Yeah, Kentucky bourbon has like a kick to it. Moonshine has a super kick. Yeah. Um, even even the um scotch has a has a, a good kick, kick yeah. to it. Yeah. No, I and they're all different flavors, yep. but yeah, the the more if you like water in your whiskey. Canadian whiskey is the way to go. Right. Then drink Canadian whiskey without water. Without water. Yeah, 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 basically that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Well, that's really good. Thank you, Chris Farrell. That is the delicious bottle of whiskey, and it will soon be added Mm -hmm. to our whiskey. Has my lips all over it. Now that all that is done, um, speaking of having someone's lips all over the place, our topic today. <laughs> our topic today is Ed Gein, the Plainfield awesome. Butcher. Oh man! And right now, you might not think that's funny, and later on, when you realize why it's funny, you especially might not think it's funny. Yeah, that was but a great fucking Ed Ed Gein. We've been talking a lot about cult leaders, and our last cult leader that we talked about on the show was Charles Manson, which led us into cult leaders slash serial killers. Um, so now we decided to just shake the cult all together and just look at a serial killer. And last week, actually for a couple of weeks, you've been talking about Ed Gein. Yeah, right? you've been man. really, you've been I've, really into him. And I'd never. Well, what happened was was that I never heard of him either. Like honestly, like I've heard of stuff that he's done from other things, but I didn't know it was this guy. And so what happened was I actually got. Um, not tricked, but like it just kind of ended up where I oh, watched the right. documentary. So I was watching a Charles Manson documentary. I'm like, damn, this documentary is fucking long. Well, the Charles Manson documentary was only an hour, and the rest of it was on Edward Gein and John Wayne Gacy. And it just ended up like an it started out so fucked up, I couldn't stop watching. So not only did I research Charles Manson, but I watched this Edward Gein and I learned stuff about John Wayne Gacy that I didn't know. It's like you um, can't look away train wreck. Yeah, it's like crazy. horrible. Well, man. yeah, because this guy is a fucking monster. Fucking crazy. Like, so, okay, here, here's my question. Um, I guess we could have done this before the show. Do we want to just go through the shit he did in the order he did it or go through it in the order it was discovered? I would. Um, mm. I don't know, man, because that, that list, this list right here. Because the story tends to be a whole lot of nothing, a whole lot of nothing, and then they find everything out all at once. Should we just kind of go with it it's that way? you want. I mean, just rock and roll, whatever we'll you want We'll go. just rock and roll. So yeah. Ed Gein, and I kept seeing this, like, because I knew fucking nothing about this guy. So I looked into it, and everything I saw, every documentary, every article, they all start by saying, this guy is the... The real life Norman Bates, the real life Buffalo Bill, a.k.a. James Gum from uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs, the real life Leatherface. And I'm like, give me a fucking break. Like one serial killer isn't the real life. All of those things. Yeah. But he really is. So that was Texas Chainsaw (laughs) Massacre, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. And Psycho. And Psycho. Psycho. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, no. And then I read his story and I was like, yep, pretty yeah. much. That's and, like- and, that, and that's kind of what intrigued me about this guy is because like there's been so many movies based off of the shit he's done. Right. Like he's so fucking out there. Like I guess he was kind of like a normal guy. And it's not a household name. It's not, not a household I didn't know name. what his name was. Exactly. I like, didn't know that. You guy. know John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. You know fucking, you know, Hannibal, you right. know, from from the movie. You know Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And you even, know Jeffrey Dahmer. I was you know? reading uh 
an, a brief interview that Toby Harper, the guy who directed the original 1974 Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right. he said that when he was a kid, he and his family went to Wisconsin to visit relatives. And like the Ed Gein story was all over the news when he was there. And like he said, it just like psychologically scarred him and was like with him for the rest of his life. And as soon as he was old enough to direct a horror movie, that was the first thing he fucking directed because yeah. um, the, you know, killing people the with a chainsaw, all, it, all yeah. that stuff isn't part it, of the Ed Gein story. It was story, like a but cultural phenomenon like it went from the 50s of like everybody's eating soda pop or drinking soda pop <laughs> drinking their Ovaltine yeah and drinking yeah. the Ovaltine not locking their doors to oh my god monsters exist this guy and lives every, right fucking next door it made people lock their doors yeah. at night yeah like yeah. literally yeah. made people so the reason you doors. go home and lock your doors nowadays it started with this guy yeah, yeah. and yeah. sensationalism journalism yeah that's sensationalist yeah. journalism and black yeah. people did yeah. I say that <laughs> I'm sorry Tyrone's not going to Tyrone. Like you. Yeah. Tyrone's going to call you getting, more than the yeah. white specimen. So, <laughs> um, so Ed Ed Gein, um, he was born again. This happened back in the day. This happened in the fifties, like all all the stuff that's going on. But he really kind of set some precedents. He was born in nineteen oh six in Wisconsin, La Crosse, Wisconsin. And he, he was born to uh, his father was George Philip Gein, and he died due to alcoholism. He was an alcoholic. He wasn't super successful. He tried a bunch of different careers, drywalling, taxidermy, spoiler alert. Um, he was a uh, tanner. A yeah. tanner. Um, they, they various, owned the grocery store. Yeah. And they, they owned, well, his wife owned the grocery right. store. I kept reading that specifically. His wife owned the grocery store. He did not. She was a very dominant, very yeah. powerful woman. Yeah. She thought he was a failure because he couldn't get any of his careers to take right. off. And she was doing perfectly fine. So technically fine he was a failure. Store. Yeah. yeah. But they did, they lived on a farm, like a 160 acre farm. They grew crops. Mm-hmm. What yeah. the fuck? Was I was trying. I had. Oh. I was trying to think of. what well, they, they sold grew. their grocery store to move to to Plantfield, though. Like, they, oh, is that what happened? They sold. Yeah, their store she to said move to the she farm. had some like problems. She was super religious Christian. God she was. Yeah, she was overpowering. Like, if you think of think of the most um, over the top religious person you can absolutely imagine in your head. Have you guys Not seen, even that you've ever you seen met. Darko. I have, yeah. yeah. You know the lady that comes up, she's like, sometimes I doubt your commitment to sparkle motion, the, yeah. the crazy religious, that's, yeah. that's the lady I kept picturing the yeah. whole time I was reading all yeah, this Yeah, she basically pounded this religious propaganda into Ed's head. Super yeah. puritanical, yeah. like hardcore, like hardcore radical Lutheran, yeah. preached about the sins of lust and carnal desires and that all those things were a sin yeah. and yeah. women are wanting all the, yeah, the, oh, the super Old Testament death, murder, and divine retribution. Uh, and and women are whores. Yeah, yeah women are should, whores. Yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. Yep. And that's why they left that town because something, I don't know, there was something about that town, that was Sodom and Gomorrah-esque thing and they left and they went to this isolated little farm. Right. So, so they moved to this 160 acre farm. Yep. Um, it was right next to the hundred acre wood, by the way. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly darker in tone. I was trying to yeah. say I had any, like, I got no Winnie the Pooh Winnie serial the Pooh killer Pooh jokes. Piglet. Nothing was, God, nothing was coming up. Um, but, and again, as a child, he, he had an older brother named Henry. And as a child, they said that, you know, he was, he was mentally abused by his mother there yeah. aren't necessarily well, she would signs. she would she would punish him whenever he tried making a friend yeah if he would bring a like, friend over yeah, like yeah. she would be pun he would be punished but i never heard what the punishments were i just know that he yeah, was in no way socialized just no. brother dad and uh, and super religious yeah. mom and after it came out everyone in town which 
often isn't the case with a lot of the things, a lot of the traits of this guy doesn't fit a serial killer. Yeah. Like, yeah. because usually when the, when it's a serial killer, like the neighbors and stuff are like, fuck, that guy was such a normal guy. Right. But when this came out of it, it was like, oh yeah, that about figures. That fucking they guy. They said he yeah. was Like fucking, odd. you mean crazy Eddie? Yeah. Like they called him like odd Eddie and like everyone in town knew he was weird. Well, and he fucking, had weird mannerisms. Like, and, and think about if you were not socialized with people, like your mother didn't allow you to talk to women. You know, you never had a girlfriend. You couldn't have friends. You know, she was just, you know, just pounding this religious, you know, belief, whatever she had. And maybe the guy was off him. to start. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, back then. Like they had a lot of fluoride in the water. Un- yeah. I mean, <laughs> Undiagnosed, crazy. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. And even even to the point that his brother once his, his, his brother was older, but um, even to the point that his brother was um, – realizing, wow, this is kind of fucked up the way we're being raised. Like he would start to get in arguments with his mother and be like, Oh my God, you're fucking crazy. Like, like, and he had a girlfriend, he had plans to get married and move out of the ranch, like all this stuff. So he was constantly getting in fights with his mother and he was constantly telling Ed, you need to like get her screws out of you. Like she's kind of driving you crazy. Like this is not normal. And he was kind of the normal one of the two and he was more socialized and so forth, maybe because he was older. And that's what that whole, Norman Bates, the Bates Motel, that, that all that shows that that's all based off of that weird relationship between mom and son, right? Where they, yeah, that was other. a yeah. weird show. That's a creepy show. It is. Yeah, that that show was but weird. Yeah, and that's just based I haven't off seen that. the show. Yeah. It was like yeah, the, the mom, movie, the mom and the son there. had like a sexual. There's tension, some weird like, tension where you're like, weird. what is going on right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've heard it's a good show. I mean, I've seen Psycho, obviously. Yeah. But I yeah, watched I like I started watching the first season, and like I just. Actually, I should probably go back and watch it. Like, because, like, the mom gets raped by a dude. Like, it's like a crazy, like, it's crazy. Like, All inspired uh, from this guy. Though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And his weird relationship. Cause he was, I mean, even like she died and he was 39 and he had never had a girlfriend once. He had never yeah. gone on a date once. He still lived at home with his mother. Yeah. Like, his dad was already dead. Technically, I, I want to say. His brother, his brother had still lived at the farm the whole time, but was planning on moving and had girlfriends and had a social life, et cetera. But he was like mama's boy at home, perpetual bachelor, because apparently he bought yeah, into he this was, idea that all this stuff was. He sin. was 34 when his dad died. His dad died in 1930. 1940. Did he? Yeah. Age 66. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. The dad died. Yep, the yep, dad. Yep. George Philip Gein oh, died he, in no, I'm, 1940. I'm saying Ed was 34. Yeah, not, not age sixty-six. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they they move to this farm, which makes things even worse because now they're completely fucking isolated. They live in this big creepy farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere, and his mom gets his hooks in him even more. Um, and by the mid 1940s, from what I read, federal subsidies came in and made it so that their crops were completely redundant. So they couldn't grow and sell crops anymore because yeah. of what was happening in the area. So they did get a federal subsidy check to not grow their crops or whatever, but there was no market to grow it anymore. So they kind of got by on the federal subsidies, but he still needed um, other work. So he did a lot of odd jobs around town. Yeah. And that was sort of the first time he really got out as an adult and everyone, he got this reputation of being a weirdo because he just had weird mannerisms. But, and I read this on three different uh, uh, articles in spite of that, one of the odd jobs that he would do is sometimes he would babysit people's children. I, I saw that. Yeah. A guy said <laughs> he was trusted. He was not the village idiot, but considered he was odd. weird. Mm-hmm. They said he was but odd. And a couple trusted. women said there was just, and this may have come after like they 
might have reconsidered yeah, yeah. looking thought back. Thought about it. Like, thought about it. Yeah. yeah, he did have a crazy look in his eye. They said that he had a weird look in his eye where you just didn't quite trust him, but they he would fix their squeaky door, their, you know, whatever. Right. It would fix their stuff right. for babysit him. Babysit their kid and fix their house. Their kid. Yeah. Did you skip the brush fire thing with his brother? Oh, no, I was getting oh, to the okay. brush fire. Yeah, I was no, going to go say, yeah. Okay. Oh, you want me to go? Yeah. So a brush fire breaks out, and him and his brother. Are no, they were they were they were actually burning marsh vegetation. Like they were. Right. It was a controlled fire. Right. But he gets out of control. Yeah. He gets out of control. And then apparently he loses his brother while fighting the brush fire somewhere. Can't find him. <laughs> runs to get the police. Claims he can't find his brother. There's this fire, and then he leads the police directly to his brother's dead body. Yeah, right. so he killed his brother. Yeah, and, and there this are, is on May sixteenth, nineteen forty-four. Yeah, and then yeah. apparently there's rumors. I don't know. There was like a witness guy talking about who had done a documentary about them. Um, that there were some unexplained bruises, but it was such a, a like a an impact on the family already that they were just like uh, whatever. Their whole thing burned down. Yeah, um, and they just kind of brushed died. past it. Yeah. So then that's his mom hadn't died yet at that. I think point. the so mom. Brother, right. I think the mom coerced Ed to kill the brother. No, man. Because yeah. there was all this from, and a lot of this comes from, there's a, there's a guy named, uh, Harold Schechter. Um, and he wrote a yeah. biography of Gein called deviant. I guess he even interviewed him and it, while he was still in prison, interviewed people around it's all, it was never in prison when he was in the mental institution, right. he died in, uh, 1984, he was 77, but this guy did a ton of interviews with family members of everybody and tried to, tried to, uh, figure out what this was. And a lot of this story and his, this, this, uh, Schechter guy thinks that when he looked at some of the original medical medical reports and they said there was bruising on his head yeah. and he pretty much makes the claim that he thinks it was a homicide. Realistically, if you did have asphyxiation or a heart attack or something and you fell in the woods, there's a good chance you would have had bruising on your right. head if you fucking smashed your head against a stump or enough, something. Yeah. yeah. But, but um, he, him saying he doesn't know where he's at and then taking the police directly to yeah. him was a little fishy. Yeah. But the investigators ruled it all out, said there was no foul play. But again, it's probably just some small town yep. like, you know, them Gein boys ain't going to kill each other. Was, yeah. yeah. It was only yeah, like, like 700 or something. Yeah. The yeah. Right. Super small population. Yeah. Like 680, I think yeah. is the yeah. population of the town. Um, but so, so sort of the first mysterious death, you know, in happens his to be life. his brother. Yeah. It happens Which to is be the brother. rebellious brother. Right. It's the, he's the one who's sleeping with a whore and moving out of the house. Yeah. And so again, a lot of stuff to question. So dad died. Now brother dies. It's just him and mom now. Right. Yep. Yeah. But that doesn't last long because shortly after the brother dies, mom has a stroke. And from that point on, her health pretty rapidly deteriorates and she dies within the year. Yeah. She had a second stroke. He took care of her like hand and foot. Yep. Then she had a second stroke and died soon after. Yeah. yeah so, Schech- so Schechter quoted him to saying he lost his only friend and one true love. It was right. his only connection to reality too. Right. Yeah. His much. entire childhood. Well, he had no was, friends, no love. Like that right. was the only woman he knew or, or not knew, but the only woman yeah, that he was much. allowed to, you know, probably talk to. With. Yeah. His so his brother, his brother him. dies in May of 1944 and then she died on December 29th, 1945. Yeah. So, um, I'm really glad that we're talking about this on Mother's Day. Yeah. As the day that we recorded this. is I think it's appropriate. Yeah. Um, it is. Um, like I said, it's not our fault. Podcast, our Mother's Day landed on podcast. That's day. right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so apparently from this point after the mom dies, he like locked up most of the rooms in the house and like left them in the exact same state they were in when mom died. That's what you do. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. You know, so and he started living only out of the kitchen and one room off of the kitchen and he had the rest of the house sealed up um, yeah. so that it was exactly the way that it was when mom was alive. That's what I'm going to do. And he only lived in the downstairs. He never went upstairs. Like all he lived entirely downstairs in the kitchen in one other room and just locked everything up. 
um, as part of, of his obsessions. And so far you're thinking, okay, had a fucked up childhood, weird mom, yeah, dad was a drunk. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, probably he's mentally unstable, but little yeah. mentally unstable. Some bad shit might happen. But he went to school till yeah. seventh grade uh, and had an average IQ. So that's notable too. Yeah. He had an average IQ. All of the teachers, all of his grades actually indicated that he was a very strong reader, which actually comes to play. He, had, he, he was a strong reader and all of his report cards indicated that he had strong reading retention, um, which does become a little bit important because shortly after his mom dies, he starts becoming obsessed with reading medical encyclopedias anatomy books um he becomes fascinated by it and they find in his house tons of medical encyclopedias and anatomy books right alongside a bunch of pornography and pulp novels about sex and murder where do you even get porno in a town of 680 in the middle of plainfield wisconsin like? internet no <laughs> especially in that year it was like ooh la la magazine that biff had in his back pocket like where does he get porn from who he went to the neighborhood truck stop you know ooh la la was, it was a back to the future right? biff yeah biff tannin that is tannin tanner tannin no i don't know tanner, right. anyway tanner, moving tanner. on i don't know where he got porn because it was before At a truck stop. you know what he got it he got he had it. it doesn't matter that's the that's the well, least I'm sure they probably thing. sold it at a general store or something. Yeah, maybe they had. You know it. what I mean? Like yeah, it was they, like they, they, they had it wrapped in a brown bag yeah. and in the back or Video something. City past yeah. the curtain. <laughs> you know what I'm Video City. So <laughs> in this era, I read also an account of one or two people who would, uh, for some reason or another, go by his house because no one came to his house. They were never invited. No one was ever there. Yeah, but one or two people got to his house and um, they saw in jars shrunken heads. Oh, I never heard about anyone going in his house. Yeah, yeah, because there were a couple of accounts of shrunken heads. And uh, again, this was in that deviant biography. And uh, Ed Gein told people that his cousin was in World War II mm-hmm. and that he was in uh, the Philippines. And he bought these and they were shrunken heads from the Philippines. Right. And there were a couple of jars of them. And people were like, oh, that's crazy. Except they, they looked like the neighbor's baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they just kind of bought it and went on about their business. And it turns out they weren't shrunken heads. They were uh, masks. They were just skin masks that he could take out of the jar and put Ooh. on his face. Yeah. As he did. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the beginning um, of crazy. That's the beginning. That's the beginning. That was the first. That's how indication. open this guy was though. Like, Hey, uh, people come over like, Oh yeah, those, yeah, those are shrunken heads. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I read about some right stuff there. like work guys that would come over to pick them up for work and stuff, but they said they always stopped in the yard. No one ever went in. I didn't see that shrunken head thing at all. And I'm also, I, I'm suddenly forced to wonder why the Gein boys didn't go to war. When, oh, like why they didn't get a, uh, yeah, this yeah. is smack dab. Like they should Middle. have been in. World Maybe they didn't War get II. drafted. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's weird. Because even without the draft, everybody was like, "I'm healthy. I'm joining the war effort." Yeah, but true. The, the yeah, but these boys. guys were off though. It's probably yeah, the mom. That's true. Yeah, yeah. The mom probably yeah. had some religious excuse. Yeah, that's they true. Go. They probably didn't want to leave their. Mom, I also read so one thing that we kind of skipped is that at the mom's funeral, he reacted like super crazy. I guess at her service, he cried like a 12 year old boy. Like he was just not a grown ass man. Like he acted super, super strange and immature about like the passing of his mom, which is obvious because he was super attached to her. But I thought right. that was notable. Yeah. He's an emotional, like fucking anomaly. Right. Yeah. So That's what crying about his mom off, dying. Yeah. Like he's 12, but then just cutting people's faces off. Right. And totally cool with it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So in between when mom died in 45 and in between when his first, 
confessed murder occurred in 1957. Yeah. He was a very busy boy, but we'll get to the we'll get to the busyness in a while because <laughs> up until this point, everyone thinks all is good and normal um in the the town of Plainfield and Apparently on November 16th, 1957, and the November 16th part is important because it was the first day of deer season. So on the first day of deer season in the 50s, like people, every male in town went out deer hunting. And it wasn't just for the sport of it all. I'm sure, I'm sure that was yeah. part of it. In the 50s in that region, you're getting people, food. You're getting food for the winter. Yeah. Like you tended to, you needed to, to, you either had to, and I mean, I grew up in Michigan and this tended to be the case. If you lived in the country, people would either have to hunt and kill a deer. And if deer season passed and they didn't get to kill a deer, they had to basically go buy, they would go buy a cow. Right. Like they would go buy a slaughtered cow because you had to you had to have enough food that you are snowed in and you can't fucking go anywhere and right. I can get through the winter. So these people um, were out. So the entire town is out hunting, right? Almost every male, according to the reports, yeah. everyone. And I remember the first day of hunting season when I lived in Michigan and every male was fucking gone. Everybody yeah. was in the woods. It's not like everybody caught a deer because most of yeah. them sucked. I but everybody say, was out. I can totally relate because we went to the cabin this weekend mm-hmm. and like we ran out of Fritos and it's like, it's an hour and a half to get to the fucking store. Yeah. And there was like no more Fritos <laughs> and a bowl full of onion dip. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking stick my fingers in here. You know what I mean? We have no more Fritos. What if, is this shit about? If only I had a deer hoof. Yeah. You didn't bring two bags of Fritos. No, but we learned our lesson. Now you got to just mm-hmm. like getting the deer. You got to have more Fritos yeah. for the winter. So, so yeah. next time just bring one bag of Fritos and a 22 rifle. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I can hunt for Fritos. Make some shit happen. Hey, you, just shoot, you just shoot <laughs> your family <laughs> and eat them. Yeah. That's dip, easier. Dip them in the, in the dressing. Um, <laughs> Ed Ed Gein would have. Yeah. Um, so there's a woman, Bernice Warden, and she works at a hardware store. And she's 58 years old. First day of deer season. Everyone's gone. And her son comes back from hunting, goes yeah, into her the son, general store. So so that that's kind of the the start of it. Now he he's often been in the general yeah. the, the store. Yeah. Her son works there with her. Mm-hmm. So this is her son and 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 her. And now, finally, the opportunity arises. The sun is not there. Right. So this right. is where. Right. This is this is that's why Dave earlier said that this, you know, date is important because this is where it starts. Right. The sun isn't there. Yeah. He sees his opportunity, obviously. And um, so the sun shows up and finds that there's some blood in the general store. There's like mom's there's missing. obviously been a tussle of some sort yeah. in the general store and mom's missing. So he calls the police and they start asking him different questions. And he says that and they said, you know, has anything odd happened? Whatever. And he says the only thing odd that happened is yesterday, quote, weird Eddie came in and he was asking about the price of antifreeze. And he said, other than that, nothing odd happened. So the cops looked at the letter ledger of receipts and the final receipt that was written in the ledger book was for antifreeze. Right. So the day before weird Eddie was asking about antifreeze. She's gone missing. The last ledger was for antifreeze. So they said, Hey, let's take a look at the Gein house and see what we can find. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, there's no electricity well, and, and, and no plumbing. The interesting thing about this is this is the last of it. 
Yeah, that was a. Yeah, second, yeah. This isn't. Yeah, I, yeah. This, this is yeah, the. This is no. the start of them finding things. Yeah, this is. This is the last of him. Yeah, like this is where. Event. Yeah, this is where now they find out yeah, all this of is, the good stuff. This is the unique way the tale tends to be told. Is it's like he had a fucked up childhood. Yeah. Then in fifty seven they found this dead body, and then the horror show begins. Fucking begins. Yeah. You know. Somehow through all this grossness, I'm starving for Fritos now because I talked about it. I can't get it on my head. <laughs> I can imagine. So in the wood shed they find uh bernice warden hanging upside down by her ankles decapitated um hey, decapitated tell her, tell her right there's no electricity there's no electricity the, the cop walks in with a flashlight yeah. doesn't see her bumps into there someone. you go <laughs> yeah turns so it's like around. the haunted house with the body bags <laughs> like that you run into yeah. yes yeah. turns around to see what Except he just bumped real. into and even the cop even said like my assumption was he had bagged a deer because that's what it smelled like i bumped into something swinging yes. so he turns with yeah. his flashlight expecting to see the deer that that ed must have just killed that morning and hung in the yeah. woodshed freshly and when he turned yeah because around, they, they went on the assumption they were just checking it out because that was the last that receipt. was the last they, did, they didn't probably honestly think they were going to find anything no no but they found dear old benice they found, yeah. that's only <laughs> decapitated <laughs> that's a bad pun yeah. <laughs> yeah. so she's decapitated dear old Bernice, Bernice um, Warden. oliver uh uh blood has been drained it turns out that she was shot her de- he decapitated head had a 22 uh rifle puncture wound in it um and um eventually um he confesses that, you know, he, he shot her after everything's kind of uh, coming out. Um, but they go into the main house and that's when the real fun begins. And by the way, the arresting officer, I, I read, did you read about this guy, uh, Art Schley? Yeah, I saw he's the he's, cop. Yeah. He was one of the, the arresting officers who discovered the body and apparently he was so disturbed by what he found in the house that we're about to relate to you shortly. We keep giving you sort of teasers um, that when they arrested Gein, he beat him severely and bashed Gein's head into the wall because he was so disturbed by what he saw at the house. And then Gein confessed to having killed her. But then the confession became inadmissible in court because the cop lost his nut and fucking beat him up as he was confessing. Um, And then Schley died of a heart attack before the trial. And everyone who knows him says it was because he was obsessed with what this guy did and he was so stressed out and worked up over the horrors that he saw that it pretty much killed him right yeah so which makes um, sense i mean if you walked into this real life horror movie right yeah you'd probably not be the same and that had no, there's no movie like this yet this no, no like, there's nothing this is the like 50s this. This is, yeah, nothing the chart, like, this. like yeah. oh my god what just happened yeah and before we get into the other things that are discovered there's one other confessed killing that he did only one other confessed right. killing and it's a woman named mary hogan who is a tavern owner and um they f- basically they found her head in a jar in his house that's a, ba- um, a brown paper bag in a brown paper yeah. bag oh, yeah. was it a, it was a paper bag okay no no her face mask was her face found mask in a brown, brown paper, paper bag. bag oh okay yeah and um Ugh. he once and apparently like Every time they they were like, we have proof you killed this person. He was like, yeah, okay, I killed that person. They didn't have yeah. Halloween masks before this. That's right. That's right. This is so. Legit. She had gone he, missing three years prior to gone that. Gone missing in 1954. Yeah. They found blood in the tavern. Something happened, but yeah. So imagine this is three years later. Yeah. 
Yeah. Guys. And they they find her. And then they were like, do you have Mary's head in a bag? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah okay. I killed her. Well, because mm-hmm. I read that he, uh, he <laughs> found a me. brown paper bag, opened it up and saw like hair in there. And he said he didn't know what possessed him, but he reached in and grabbed the hair oh. and pulled it out. <laughs> and he recognized <laughs> Mary Hogan's face because <laughs> it's a small <laughs> town. He actually still uh, could recognize her and face. Beca- and again, keep in mind, as I, we said a long time ago, Ed Gein's father was a, a tanner. Yes. And he yeah. knew how to tan hides. So Ed Gein knew how to tan hides. And he yeah, was we weren't preserved. talking about the tanning salon. He was preserving. Yeah, he was preserving and tanning human skin. And he had many trophies in his house. In a population yeah. of 680, that Mary Hogan lady was like this, apparently described as a large, loud talking, foul mouthed, like tavern owner, like this cussing, crazy big lady. Yeah. That, so he did. Yeah. He did. But everyone knew her. She them. was the yeah. bar. No, yeah. Like she was like the lady at the bar, the, probably the funny, you know, loud mouth, full of life. And so they recognize her. Like he pulls her face out of the bag and goes, oh my God, I know her and puts it back. Gross. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they find innumerable horrors yes. in this man's house. I don't even, I've got a, should I just read this list of yeah, them? Are there yeah. ones we want to hide? Yeah, okay. I'll just, yeah. I'll go I'll through the list of things that I saw that, uh, that he found Now, Typically what they discovered is that all, they were all women and they were all in their mid to late fifties. And in some way they had some resemblance to his mother. Like they were all people that yeah. resembled his mother. So he had, um, a woman suit, that was made of various women's bodies that apparently he confessed later on that he would wear and dance and it made him feel fabulous. And by um, woman's suit, we're talking about a, a skin of women made into a suit their face that, he would, mask. that he would put yeah, on. Yeah, we're talking about face masks. Uh-huh. Well, there was a corset made from female, female torso skin from shoulders to waist. Yeah. Yes. That's the one so they had breasts corset, and yeah. vagina. He like, confessed yeah. that he would um, <sighs> stuff female genitalia in women's panties and wear them around town. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. So here's, I'm just here getting gas. Here's the, here's the, and like, and boy, does it feel good. Like, yeah. uh, So here's, here's the list of what they found whole human bones and bone fragments, a waste basket made of human skin, Mm -hmm. human skin used as the leather to cover several chair seats, skulls on his bedposts. That's legit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, female skulls with the tops uh, sewn uh, sawn off bowls made from upturned human skulls. That was that's where the bowls came from. That he would sawed off top. Yeah. He would, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, eat he my would, fruity pebbles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, he had to eat his fruity pebbles. Um, the corset that you mentioned, made of uh, female torso skin from shoulders to waist. Um, leggings made from human leg skin. He was very literal. He needs leggings. <laughs> leggings for my legs yes. that I made out of leg skin. Masks made from the skin of female heads. And those are the things that people mistakenly thought were shrunken heads. And yeah. he just kind of said, nope, got them from the Philippines. As it like, <laughs> okay, do they, they really? Do they do that in the Philippines? Would like, you like a bowl of cereal? <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's an interesting bowl. Yeah, it is. Um, it's made of the bones out of the, the shrunken heads. Yeah. Mary Hogan's face was in the paper bag. Uh, Mary Hogan's skull was in a box. Bernice Warden's entire head was in a burlap sack. Bernice Warden's heart was in a plastic bag in front of Gein's potbelly stove. So that indicates something. No proof or admission (laughs) that he ever had any form of cannibalism. But But, why was her heart in front of the stove? Right. Um, Nine vulva in a shoebox. Oh, my God. That's where you put them. What are vulva? 
It's a kind of car. Cars. Yeah. <laughs> High safety ratings. Yeah. Really um, good safety rating. A young girl's dress, just with all of his stuff. The vulvas of two females judged to have been about 15 years old, which does break his pattern because most of them were in their 50s. Old ladies, yeah. A, uh, this is my favorite. Yeah. A belt made from female human nipples. <laughs> I want to see this belt. Like, is there not pictures? Not that I saw, but I didn't look that hard like, on purpose. That is the best. A like, belt made belt. from female human fucking nipples. Yep. They sell those a hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus it's fucking It's not Christ. the same thing, though. Yeah, they're synthetic, but they sell them. Four noses. Not to be confused with four roses. No, no. The whiskey that we drink. A pair of lips on a window shade drawstring. Hence my transition at the <laughs> very beginning the lips, of the like, show. I picture dehydrated little twists. Well, they're hard. Like, you know, he tanned them. So, you know, preserved them. They're like a pool, like a draw yeah. pool. You yeah. know, you get your hands on it. It's normally like a little bead at the bottom. Yeah, that thing sucked. Lips. That thing sucked. Got so you put lips the lips on it yeah. as the pun because it sucked. Yeah. And then, you, and then you pull the lips. A lampshade made from the skin of a human face. Yes. Fingernails from several human fingers and a partridge in a pear tree. Yep. I made the last part up. Cheese and rice. Yeah. Anything I missed that you guys saw in your list? No, there's lots of stuff. I'm sure there's stuff that's I'm sure there's plenty of shit that I missed, but those were the the notable. That's the the highlight reel. Yeah. But. um, So not only did he murder people and cut their body parts up. And probably eat them. I, I don't know. Uh, I heard some cannibalism things. And maybe eat them. some sex stuff because he's putting vaginas in his underwear. Yeah. And you know what's weird is like right. the, the, the tranny like behavior, you know, like he's like putting on women's body parts. But the thing is like around. different, a lot of different psychiatrists who interviewed him and met with him later and so forth said oddly like their conclusion and who fucking knows, but their conclusion was that none of it was sexual. It was all him trying. To, it was all him trying to become his mother. So the, the woman's That's suit didn't arouse up. sexual desire. The female genitals in his panties weren't because he got aroused by it, but because that made him closer to having female genitals tell you and made him closer to being his mother they think all of it was it wasn't even like a matter of he felt trapped in a male's body like like typical transgender issues yeah. he wanted to be his mother wow and this was like multiple the shrinks from multiple institutions this was this was their final conclusion there was no fluoride and no ataris yet that's right why <laughs> so then you say if he only killed two people where did he get all these bodies and what's the answer Body snatcher, which I never thought was a real term. I thought that was like a stupid alien thing. Like, yeah, Brent, body snatcher. Because yeah. I saw that and I was like, body snatcher. That's yeah. some fucking alien take your body over thing. No, yeah, so it's grave robbery. He said to have made as many as forty nocturnal visits to the graveyard. Yes, so three different so graveyards between forty-seven and fifty-two. He says he made forty visits to graveyards. He said to different interviews with shrinks that on thirty of these visits. He would be in the graveyard ready to exhume a body and he would like snap out of what he called a daze yeah. and he would realize what he was about to do and he would turn around and go back home. But in a lot of cases, he wouldn't snap out of his daze and the next thing you know, he's got a body exhumed and back at the house and he would cover it up. He would. That's why he got away with it for so long. And a, again, a couple of things. He would go typically for females. And they would all have recently died. Yeah, and he checked they, the obituaries, was obsessed with reading them, and then he would scout it out based off of the obituary. And he would tend to pick women that mm. in some way were close to his mother. Um, they, He would, from what I read, the 
it said that he he had a very slight frame. He wasn't a large or strong man. So a lot of the original prosecutors said that he couldn't have been doing this grave robbing and they, they didn't know how. But then he himself said, I would tend to go. Usually they would do apparently at the graveyard he went to, they would hold the funeral and do all that. And then the next day they would fill the grave. So he would go in when the most often when the tombstone was just in the grave, right. he would take out the body or parts of the body, do his stuff, replace the rest of the body at night. And then the next day, the the grave diggers would come in and bury the grave and no one would ever open the casket. Yeah, why again. would they open the casket? Right, you wouldn't. Yeah. So he would go in and that's what he would do. And, and that's how he would end up getting all of these bodies, right? But you had said that you had, someone had heard something about him having Brad an said assistant. He had a, helper. he had a tongue necklace. I'm oh, stuck on this God. other stuff. <laughs> oh, man. Like, legit. Like, here's a photo of the nipple belt. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, I don't even oh, fucking want to see it. Okay. Want, I'm not looking. Oh, look at it. Look at I, it. It's, it's nice. Not, oh, my, oh fucking my fucking God. It's still in good condition. Oh, my Here's fucking the, the God. The leg well, suits are sweet. Check them out. Leg oh, suits. my God. I'm not oh looking at my it. Look at Brent. Look at the leg suits. You have to. Oh, no. my We're God. doing the Ed Gein episode. Oh look at the leg God. suits. Look at the leg suits. I don't want to see it, dude. Look at the leg suits. Come on. You're almost there. You're halfway there. Leg suits. Look at them. Look at them. You have to look at them. They're in a trunk. Oh, they're legit. I don't want that shit in my head, man. He made... Oh, those are sweet gloves. Oh, (laughs) Jesus. See, this is why I didn't look at the pictures. I specifically... Uh, The skin apron? You have to like it. That's why I don't watch scary movies, man. I I don't even want that. The skin apron literally has faces on it. Oh, it's... Fucking God. No, this guy is beyond... (laughs) Like, So again... I mean, he he did a good job on the face mask. I saw that picture. Did you know... Did you know that during uh, like slave times that they actually would uh, skin slaves after their death and make lampshades out of them and like like ornately decorate lamps with like keloid scarred back skin? Well, they weren't human, so it didn't matter. Yeah. I had no idea that that kind of thing happened. Yeah. When I was so, reading this, I came across that. If you like, want to see something horrible, then image Google image some of Gene's uh, stuff. If I said prefaced it with, yeah. if you want to see something horrible, if you don't want to see something horrible, and, there, and there's fake stuff out there too. But there's oh, like there's like real images you can nipple find. Belt. When did he like? Was it like oh you know the the Walters are getting married? Be a good chance to get dressed up and put on the nipple belt. Like like under what circumstances was the nipple? belt worn was like yeah just that's, a, that's a nice ostrich skin belt like <laughs> oh yeah that doesn't, that doesn't fit the, the the description of trying to become your mother though like putting a nipple belt on that's just some weird ass creepy yeah. shit like i understand the leggings and the vulvas in a box the leggings <laughs> but the nipple belt i'm drawing the line there there was that was just unnecessary oh these if, pictures are like you can find like legit like real oh, pictures Jesus of Christ. like oh my god cheese and rice yeah i oh. like horror movies but like when you know that they're like real pictures oh rough. my god roughness yeah. like the leg so, skins like the the everything was fine until i saw the leg skins in the trunk like and they're like the legit bad. like that yeah. was pretty bad right man. so needless to say this is why the 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 texas chainsaw massacre and leatherface who would make you know, clothing and aprons and so forth out of human skin. That was part of what, uh, again, you know, as a small child, um, 
the director sees this stuff, uh, Toby Hopper, and it fucks him up so bad that he has to make one of the most fucked up horror movies ever about this guy. And again, all the connections to Psycho with Norman Bates because of this obsession with his mother. And again, this all would have been hot news, for, you know, hot off the presses when Hitchcock would have been making Psycho. This would very much have been in everybody's mind. Um, and then, you know, Bill the Butcher in in uh, Silence of the Lambs who would, you know, wear human skin and all that kind of stuff. It's all going back to, to Ed. Are there any like German or like crazy killers? Like what's, I mean, other than the whole Holocaust deal going on, what like, it always seems like it's American. Is that just because that's what we're seeing as we're American? Is there some other culture that no, has all the, some? Yeah, Western cultures do it. There's a, I watched a documentary. There's actually a fictional movie as well. I watched a documentary about this Russian cop in the 80s who started tracking down a so like a Soviet s- serial killer and he had very little support because the uh, the Soviet administration didn't want anyone to know there was a serial killer right. because that wasn't very Soviet so he was trying to investigate this serial killer but it was very hard so i mean it's it seems like an american there. thing though like disproportionately well, it's I don't in know. America. I'm sure there's stories. I'm, I would sure, I'm sure the French have like yeah, their I would, stories of like yeah. Double Blue of he you know murdered a bunch of people. You know, like <laughs> Double yeah. Blue, the, yeah. the infamous Double Blue. Yeah, that guy, <laughs> that fucking guy, that, that guy, guy was sick. Yeah, yeah, murdered all boys. But I think, but um, I can't imagine. I, I would imagine that this, that similar stats are going to exist in the UK, in in. Maybe not Canada. They're too nice. Maybe up not there. though. There's that whole but, like, oh, only 73 people got killed with guns in Canada and, and 11,500 I mean, in America. I mean, Jack like, the Ripper kicked it all off, and he yeah. was British. I mean, I don't know. I I, I can't yeah, speak to that. Yeah, but that Jack the Ripper wasn't even that bad though. Like that. That's what's crazy. Like he killed some people. Like he killed like four people in an alley. Like I don't know. Like it wasn't even that crazy. He just yeah, killed the ritualistic, like, this guy fetishistic. Cut no, this guy is, is off, yeah. and again, he graves. It like, doesn't fit the typical serial killer because most of the victims weren't victims. They were just dead bodies that he fucked with. Like he went to jail. He he only got tried and went to jail for his first murder. I don't know if you guys saw that. They for warden for the yeah because when they got to the second one which he confessed for, they basically had determined he's never getting out of prison. Right. And um or he's right. never going into prison. He's going into a mental institution where he's never going to be released in his entire life. And the, basically the state said it's going to be too expensive to try this other murder. We all know he did it. What's the fucking point? He's right. never getting out. Right. So they apparently tried him in uh, like for that first murder. And he was found unfit for trial immediately because he was so crazy. And apparently the doctors in 1968, so quite a while later, said that he was finally mentally competent enough to understand what's happening society. at the trial. No, 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 no. Back no. into society? No, no, no. <laughs> they, they, they just said... Him like, they actually described him as like a model patient or something. Right. Like they said now... Like up until then, they don't think he could have even understood what was happening at his trial. Right. But by well, because he didn't do anything wrong. Right. Like, but by 1968, they determined he can participate in a trial. So then they put him on trial. Um, he was found guilty of murder, but then they put him on a second trial to determine his mental competency. And he was found, um, he was ruled not guilty due to insanity. Um, and he ended up getting locked into mental institutions for the rest of his life. And he died in a mental institution of complications from cancer in 84 when he was 77 years old. Um, 
and some of the doctors in Mendota State Mental Hospital in Madison, Wisconsin, diagnosed him with schizophrenia, and they think that was part of of what his problem was. Um, but again, he doesn't like. And like ironically, said, they buried him in the same cemetery that he was digging up bodies in. Yeah, they did. <laughs> next they to his cemetery. Yeah. yeah next and to did his you mom. see the stuff about his uh, about his gravestone? Someone stole it. Well, no, people. Uh, I saw a picture of the final gravestone, but people would go and they would chip off pieces of the edge as a souvenir of mm-hmm. Ed Gein's gravestone. So they would chip away at the gravestone and it was constantly being chipped away. And then the core center was completely stolen in 2000. And apparently someone found it outside of Seattle in June 2001 and the authorities reclaimed it. So now his grave is completely unmarked so that no one can go in and th- they would drink there and said, try to be uh, evil yeah, and try to keep- chip still yeah. recover flowers and letters from where it's actually at though right like right. to date i guess so people yeah. know where it's at it's the missing gravestone right between two right where there isn't any Did so you, uh, uh, what about the auction Did you skip that part you know what's up with that no with the auction about his car his well his whole house like they were going to sell his effects and or estate so oh, who wants to live in that house that yeah far? so like what are you going to do with that yeah like like it was going to become just a creepy carnival thing and like so plainsville or whatever was just, is it called plainsville yeah yeah was just going to be like that would be their thing that's their claim to tourism Plain, fame plainfield plainfield uh you know and so um they were going to hold an auction and sell off the effects and hundreds of people came from all over for the auction the next morning they weren't selling the dead body parts right no they uh, had all Hey, and cataloged and yeah, those all would have been part of the trial. Yeah. But I guess his house was just like hoarder status, like yeah. nasty. Like, but just those two rooms. Yeah, everything because everything else was, was locked off. Dusty. Yeah, but they were going to sell the house, sell all the stuff, and they said that um, the residents of the town awoke the next morning to an orange glow in the distance, two miles off or whatever, and it mysteriously burned down. In yeah, the, the government. Yeah, yeah, the the people there set yeah, it on fire. Set it on yeah. fire to their relief so there yes. wasn't yeah. some carnival yeah. show yeah but a guy speaking of carnival shows bought the car and took it on tour um at his carnival and, and by the way the they told it. ed gein in prison that his house burned down and his response was it's probably for the best yeah or it's just as well <laughs> yeah just like as well yeah, something like well. that yeah. yeah but hundreds of people still showed up and bought what they could buy i guess like that's weird. that's crazy There's and that's in the 50s yeah. like i can understand yeah. it now like a bunch of like hardcore like death metal like goth folk would show up one, but, like of, in 19 oh we would be there and have the, the skin yeah, face lampshade mask i will like, sir lamb like that would be awesome. But yeah, but his car did sell for yeah. 760 bucks, which at the time was apparently a lot of money for a car. And some guy named Bunny Gobson, who was a carnival operator, bought it and he called it the Ed Gein Ghoul Car because it was technically the car where he would transport bodies from the graveyard. Oh, I didn't to think the, about that. The, yeah. Oh, he place. actually had dead bodies in the yeah, car. Yeah. yeah. So, and he would charge uh. people 25 cents a pop to go into a tent where they could see the car with the trunk open and all this stuff. So, so like, yeah, that was, but yeah, I knew his house That's burned down, attraction. but I didn't know that about yeah. the auction that, that, cause I mean, it makes sense that the house burned down and it makes sense that someone in town fucking burned it down. What yeah. is the allure like, of that though? Like I have to say like, I well, there's people that like that stuff though. Like there's, there's well, like, gonna, it's like somebody drives around a hearse. What I was going to say know, is hearse, if I was at know, the like, fair though, and that fucking car was there after reading this. I would totally yeah, pay to go in the, the car. And I don't give a fuck. I'm saying I, I would. You would? Go. I would. Uh, that's surprising to me. Yeah, and I think it's especially. I, 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 I think it's because we re- researched movies. it and now it's like the one tangible thing you'd be like, oh, wow. That, that and crazy. that was just the internet. I mean, that was fucking huge news. Like, and now his fucking yeah. car is sitting there. I mean, the other, the other I, thing I have is, some weird thing now that where like whatever we talk about, I kind of want a piece of it in the studio. <laughs> like, oh, God. Like, I'm not talking about getting like a skin mask or something. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying like, but you wouldn't it be something 
gravestone. Like, wouldn't it be cool to have like a piece of artwork from John Wayne Gacy hanging on the wall? Or a piece of the gravestone that we have like mounted and like, yeah, that's Edward Gein's fucking piece of his gravestone, like chilling on a shelf. Like I could see how that. fucking see badass that would, is that? that would be pretty bad. The yeah. funny card game that we talked about. Right, the fucking right. you know what I mean? Like the shit, the fucking fuzzy pumper fucking barbershop. Right. You know, like like just shit like that. Like that's I, fucking badass. I think the reason people would get it's like something about the nature of carnivals, especially in the thirties, forties, fifties, etc. It's like I think everyone was there was no TV, there wasn't much violence in the media. Right. Everybody was pretty oppressed and your dark side could never get out. But when you go to a carnival and all of a sudden there's like you know, the frog, the frog boy in a glass jar and a Siamese twin and the elephant man and all these like oddities and like a freak who's swallowing swords and geeks that are sticking pins in their eyes. And it's like all this fucking deplorable, weird shit. People would pay money for it. I think it was like the purge. It's like the one day a year that the carnival shows up. I can go see right. all this weird shit and then get back to my normal life. But I, I, I can't imagine there wouldn't be a flock of people showing up to, yeah. to see the car. Yeah. Cause I, well, and like, I would buy like, would you buy a pair of his pants and like a shirt? No. Like that would be freaking crazy. Like to have like. What size are they? Have his hat and shirt and pants like just framed. Were they like, Pendleton's? Probably. Pendleton's? He might have. <laughs> there might have been. He, it was a uh, yeah, cold area. He was a farm worker. Yeah. They did say he was a slight man. So yeah. I don't think he was 5'7". Any of us. Yeah. Five seven, probably uh, one hundred and thirty pounds. I don't yeah. think he wore mediums. Like he wore that, fucking yeah. Sears and Roebuck. I don't think he wore Pendleton. They probably Maybe. sold back Pendleton in the day. Pendleton. I don't think it was expensive. It was, like, it was just the thing. When it was cold, that's the shirt you bought at the. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm when, into it. When though. he killed Warden, he grabbed a couple Pendletons off the shelf because <laughs> it was a hardware store. Like like because well, I know like Charles Manson sent you know like threaded artwork you know from his clothes that he made right, to people. Like, right, that'd be fucking badass to have a piece. You know, like. My problem know. is you would never know it was real. You get like the cert of authenticity and everything. Uh, off eBay. Well, like, I mean, not, not even know. that. Like, I mean, if you, I don't know, like there's, there's probably ways you could figure it out. Like, I don't know. I'm not superstitious about many things, but I just don't want that bad juju floating around me. It's like some fucking <laughs> shit. I'm just like, it would just feel disturbing in my brain every time I walked near it and I wouldn't <laughs> want to be around it. Oh, we talked about that before, how like if you had two identical pocket knives and that one killed 10 people and the other one didn't, that other one's weird. Yeah, so exactly. Something, exactly. There's it's something. The same. Physical hey, you always want the object. Object. You always want the one that killed people. But it's no. actually physically different. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? No. It carries with it some different. Yeah. Some juju on it. I don't know. It would creep me out to have that stuff down here. Though, well, honestly. no. I mean, that's why you have to. You know, if somebody got murdered in your house or something, or somebody died, you have to disclose it when you. You know, when you're selling right. the house. Right. Because I, I don't know. Like I think I'd be like, if you go into a place where somebody's died, it is different. You know what I mean? Like it is it's, different. It's, it's yeah. different, you know. I'll tell you I this. mean, especially if it's like someplace where someone was murdered. It's like any if you buy any house that's old enough, ought, like there's a good chance yeah. someone died there. Someone passed away in their sleep. Someone, yeah, you know. Not a big deal. But they, it wasn't like fucking bloody murder ritualistic serial. Like a friend of mine actually uh was like an actual head of setting right there. No, a friend of mine was <laughs> looking for a place in LA to buy. Yeah. And he couldn't afford anything because welcome to LA. And he finally found this place that was like fucking dirt cheap compared to any place else. Super nice. And when he talked to the realtor, they were like, yeah, you probably don't want that because it was the site of a double homicide suicide. Um, and wow. part of it is 
it still hasn't fully been like cleaned and abated. So anyone who buys it has to like redo the flooring and redo the drywall and all this stuff. And it's like, but it was like radically cheaper than anything else. He's like, yeah, I'll take it. He did. (laughs) Because he couldn't (laughs) afford anything else. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah, it's like that would, it would just never leave your head. Like if you bought that house, you would just, like it would never leave my head. Every time you walk in, you're like, man, three people died. Especially if you knew, especially if you knew like, like that one died there and that one died there. You would be like, Ugh, I don't when you're taking eat, out the drywall. I don't want to eat cereal here. Like, it's like yeah. fucking, yeah, that's, oh, that's rough. But I don't horrible. think it needs to be disclosed to the, to the next seller. <laughs> once you've lived like, in I it, don't you, think it does. Like, once I think, you lived in it, you purged no, it? No, pretty much. Like, he purged oh, it, and if man. he sells it, it doesn't have to sell with the caveat that fucking there was all these dead bodies <laughs> in the house. It's like you drank it, made sure there was no poison. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, he, he didn't he, die. Yeah. He took it on, and now he can, that's you know. Rough. I think that's fair. Like, you yeah, got the balls yeah. to move into the murder house, yeah. and you want to fix it up. Yeah. You get the slight kick of, you know, a financial gain. I, when I don't you turn know, though, because, like, if you're the second buyer, because that wouldn't make sense, because, like, I bought it. I fixed it. I flipped it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that'd be a great. I got it. That's a great idea for a show. murder houses, murder flippers. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is an awesome. Idea. Like, yeah, and then like, yeah, you just tell how gruesome the story was. Like, yeah, this one wasn't that bad. It was just a dentist, and he killed all of his kids with poison, and then stabbed his wife to death in the garage. But look at the marble countertop. Yeah, it's great. Like, he did most of the renovation for us. All we have to do is clean up the blood stains, and we can actually make a hundred thousand dollar profit on this house. And with a couple ceiling fans, you'll never need to run the air conditioner. Yeah, I think. We- I think I think we're on this. And then, like as they're going through it, they find body parts stuffed in the air conditioning vents. Like, although is, as fucking sick as America is, you could probably buy murder houses, make them more murderous and ghastly, and then flip and them then that way. Them, and yeah, some weird. That would be a great in. show, murder houses. Like, that somebody write be... a letter to TLC right now. This shit's oh, happening. Man, yeah. Oof. Damn it. We said it out loud. Yeah, we really we have to do it. Damn now. it. We should edit it's the right. show and keep the. Oh, we we, make, we get to watch it if we don't make a million bucks. At least watch it. No, we got to make it we gotta make as far it. as i know and hollywood you gotta, brent has to move in there like brent I'll has to be what, the one as far, and here's the thing as far as i know about hollywood rules if you come up with the premise for a show um as a writer True, you're yeah. eligible for 10 percent of the proceeds um or you can sue them for having stole your idea so if that show gets made we can be like hey we can do out. absolutely nothing and make 10 percent that's the good I'm glad. we idea. can just start saying show it dave's, dave's no good at I'm construction like, so he'll just kill the people me and brad will fix that shit up and sell it We'll yeah. silently give you some of the proceeds. All right. All you got to do is kill them. And then you can write a novel about a crazy group of guys. Yeah. Then yeah. we really, and flipped we, really and flipped shouldn't, we really shouldn't have said that part on uh, the air, though. Well, that's the beauty of editing. Maybe we'll yep. cut it out. <laughs> or not. I don't care. <laughs> so that's, that's, uh, that's, that's old, Ed Gein. Uh, Ed Gein. So if you never heard of Ed Gein, um, yeah, he's crazy. So that's- again, I, do, I don't even know if we can call him a serial killer. Well, he killed legitimately two people. At least. He's a grave robber. And the thing that's weird to me about the deaths is it's like he was only, there was evidence of two murders. And when the cops went to him about both murders, they were like, did you kill this woman? He was like, yep. Did you kill that woman? Yep. What about the rest of them? Uh, grave diggers. I just feel like <laughs> if they had evidence, if they would have pointed out this one and said, so this one who went, like, did you actually kill this one? Uh, yep. 
Like yeah. it just seems like yeah. everybody they had evidence for, he was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm not going to fight it. Yeah. yeah but if you already them. admitted to two, why not admit to all of them? If you're going away forever, yeah, was man. So nah, strange, they don't, they don't, he was do talking that, about it like a ham sandwich for lunch. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, he was just like, yeah, yeah. Cut a yeah, face they, off. They don't put it in a that. bag, made, made a mask, yeah. nipple belt. Like he just said it like it was anything else. But at the same time, he, he this is the he, other thing in, though, in a town that small, he wouldn't have been able to do his obsession by killing. He would have killed half the fucking population. I mean, he would have killed. He could have drove to other towns. Yeah. You could have like, like that's what's crazy. And the other thing was like like if where'd the meat go? Most of it went back. Most of it went back into the grave. Oh, yeah. he put it back. Like he a lot. The, of, he, he put the took, jewelry back. They yeah. said he left a crowbar in one of the graves. Yeah. After he, they exhumed it, they found he the took wow. the parts he needed, and in most cases, he put the rest of it back. I didn't see that back That's into the crazy. graves like that same night. So he was quick. I'm just gonna cut their vagina. He would fucking off take that then. shit home, chop it up at night, put the rest of it back in, wow. and then go on about his business. That's crazy. Yeah. Again, it you have to wonder, oh, well, how will I dispose of this body that I just took from the graveyard? Because now I have to figure out, oh, yeah. fuck it, put it right yeah. back where it was in the first place. True. You know, yeah. and then I don't have to dispose of anything. They're going to bury it the next day. Nothing odd has happened. And he got away with that it makes sense. forever because yeah. of that. And I, I suspect a lot of funeral homes from that point on in cemeteries started saying, we need to bury him that day. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, as of now, let's throw in the Gein Clause and go ahead and bury that shit as soon as the last mourner walks away. Let's get that shit buried yeah that's or lock the coffin or something yeah i don't know yeah. well, he just bust into it but yeah that's crazy yep that's ed gein so uh we want to thank our sponsors uh <laughs> so speaking of meat <laughs> l.u Pacheco makes all meat delicious <laughs> although he didn't allegedly eat it so yeah just the heart in front of the what in front of pot the belly pot belly stove hot yeah. belly stove yeah maybe we just yeah. burn their hearts or something i mean he, even I if he, he was them. i mean even if you had to I heat think stuff he up them. even if you had to heat stuff up to tan them or whatever that's Dude, and he had no electricity he would have been cooking on the pot belly if you're stove. that crazy enough to wear the skin i think you ate some meat it just it depends on his pathology i mean i don't fault him i'd eat human like it's it doesn't just, fall into the line of being your mom though i mean he's buck shit fucking sure crazy does. though like he sure just, does eat human meat eat, eat woman meat Mm-hmm. To become to become woman, yep. I don't know. Oh, maybe the ravenous thing. Take maybe. the loins inside. Oh, yeah. so gnarly. So, thank you, Brad, <laughs> rolled, for really rolled. fucking my brain up on this one because I, <laughs> I was because even because we had talked about this as a topic, and right when we talked about it, I was I was like, yeah, I'm down for that, and I was even like, oh, you know, is there enough? Mm-hmm. You know, did he did he do enough stuff to like t- to talk about to fill an episode? And you're like, oh yeah, absolutely. And then when I first started researching, I was like. He murdered two people and there's not much evidence on it. And I was like, fuck, there is not enough to fucking talk about this guy. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, there's fucking yeah. plenty. So, yeah, because it's really not even about the murders. No, it's, it's what not. He did it's about the, the, shit. the yeah. house of horrors. I'd like yeah. to point out, too, though, like I am a grown ass man. I'm not scared of the dark, but I did spend the night in a fucking cabin while studying this shit last night <laughs> in the middle of like super remote mountains in the pitch fucking black, dude. And I had to take a piss and I was like, fuck, like I'm in the attic thing. You have to come down these crazy crazy ass stairs and the only bathrooms like where my parents were fucking sleeping so i gotta go out onto the the porch it was so fucking dark i couldn't see my hand i had to like just tiptoe to find the edge of the deck and i was just like i'll just piss off the front of the deck 
I was so fucking scared peeing. I was like, oh my God, I'm still fucking peeing. I'm still peeing. I was like, a bear's going to bite my dick off. It's some, something's in front of me. Anything could be in front of me. And I literally- like, Ed when Gein I finished, is out there with a fucking night scope on and he can yeah. see me sure as shit. I, and I just like, when I finished, I was just like, boom, back to the fucking door. Like I had that like cold chill, like fucking when yeah, you take out the trash and you're a little kid, yeah. like something's right on your fucking back. Okay, here's, here's my question. Why were you what? sleeping in the attic? Because it's a cabin. It's like a bunk. Like it's like a, a loft bunk Like a loft. Thing. It's yeah. pretty rad, actually. I have some pictures, but oh, okay. it's like very small. I don't a know lot how of cabins, feet that a is. A lot like, of cabins. Yeah, you walk like into like a living room that has uh, like a, a hide-a-bed and a couple chairs and then a kitchen that is yeah. completely open right Were there, there. people already in the hide-a-bed? Um, there's four beds up there. So my whole family was up in the in the attic. Oh, so okay. creepy. Um, but yeah, there's like these stairs that pull down like Goonie status and like yeah. roll down and you can go up there. You could probably means. sleep like 12 people. You totally know what I'm talking about. I have no idea yeah. what Goonie status stairs Dude, are. You no. shut your mouth right now. You totally know what I'm talking about. We don't about. watch Goonies, okay? Uh, lots of people know what I'm talking about. Movies I'm, I'm sure they do. I'm just saying you your you Goonie status reference doesn't. It's too late. I, bond, I bonded. There's no picking a better movie than Goonies. It's too late. I saw it once. I think I saw it and Ferris Bueller's Day Off the same. Fuck yeah, week. mine was on the same tape. I had I, I had <laughs> I had Back to the Future, Ferris Bueller, and Goonies on one VHS, super long play. Because I saw both of like, and I know they were like when I was younger, they were like all the rage, and I just somehow never watched them. And then I watched them like in my twenties, and I was like, mm. I just because you're, run, you're running I, around in the fucking Shining Mansion by fucking Murder Lake. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I was. Yeah, I murder actually. Lake. <laughs> While the alien gray cats fucking snuck through your window. Like you, you're on a different level than he was, he was reading the communion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which wasn't out yet. So, so. back to murder, uh. murder Meat. Yucateca makes it delicious. Um, thank you to murder our sponsor, meat. El Yucateco. Um, if you see El Yucateco in Bakersfield, I probably put that shit you there. You probably did. If you see it in another city, I probably influenced the person that put that there. Johnny Yucateco seed. Yeah. Or in another yeah. country. Johnny Yucateco seed. Fucking uh, London luchador. Who yeah, Brenta Libre. It. Yeah. Um, so I'll be coming to a town near you with a cape and a mask yep. and a speed over my jeans to bring <laughs> some hot sauce. <laughs> Next up, Digital Creations for making our, our swag for us. Thank you to Digital Creations. Uh, Punky Brewster, a.k.a. Kevin Brewster. He's never going to get tired of that because we're never going to stop doing it. He makes our T-shirts, koozies, and soon-to-be-made booty shorts and whatever else you guys can think of and recommend that we think is cool. Um, thank you to Salt7. Uh flotation center um as always you guys should check those out if they're in your city it'll make your back feel better it'll make your brain feel better and uh dave's in love with it now and he was kind of skeptical in the beginning no it's pretty great every time i go i go like deeper into float land so i'm really eager i'm gonna try to go again next weekend and see if i like don't regress into being like an amoeba person or something great you guys get to go float just go float you want me to tell you next time i go time we could do it on time <laughs> gotta make I don't time. have time. <laughs> I wish you could see his face. Yeah. He's a sad panda. <laughs> anyway. We need, um, hey, you know, we need to sneak in here. Uh, thank you for uh, Dan Camarillo Jiu Jitsu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brad doesn't like when I talk about Jiu Jitsu, apparently, but we got to talk about it because uh, that's what we're you're bringing it up as much as you bring in that you went up to a cabin and stayed in the cabin in the woods. Woods. It was creepy yeah. as shit, man. But there was only one bag of Fritos. What was I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Dan Camarillo. And printdirtcheap.com is coming up. So as soon as we get some stickers, we'll thank them more, but we got to work out our stuff, but um, we should be yep. getting a whole bunch of stickers from them. So yep. thank you, printdirtcheap.com. Yep. And if you're in Bakersfield and you want to do jujitsu, go to Camarillo Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> you want to pay somebody to get choked yep. and uh, and have them like it, that's where you go. 
Yeah, Brent's the worst at promoting jiu-jitsu. He's like, yeah, see all the blood all over that guy's pants? Yeah, <laughs> it's not his. Like, and, yeah, great. I'm just gonna that really him. made him want to join up. Good job. I'll just give him a fair warning, man. He's like 46, and he's wanting to come roll. Look at these bruises all over my arm. Yeah, I, I don't even know what happened. Like, you should come on down. I have no memory of yesterday, but I had a great time. <laughs> I have had a great time. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, and if you tune in next week and you can hear what a piece of shit Abraham Lincoln is, don't be a retard. Blank face, trade eight, kill everybody, fuck a AK, sell narcotics, and step my dollars up to Bill Gates. Push our limits, you look at timid, need to back off. Puck ass cops, the crackers want us with our black off. Thug like niggas is 96, I want the gang bang. Few years later, I'm really from it, we were still kids. Crack off, nigga, I'm squeezing empty till the shell break. Fuck my image, I need to drop, I need the blank face. Cause brain damage from my mechanics, keep it two ways. Sell narcotics and slinging diamonds with your back, man. Stack large commas, you with your riders with your backbone. Came four figures, I make deposit with the gold grin. Jeans look dirty, I lift the Chevy with the rims on. All bad bitches, they wanna fuck me with the cap on. Real life nigga, I'm in the stool to all the weed blown. Way long, long, I hit the dope behind a cell phone. Y'all don't hear me, I want the money right. Uh, Groovy Tony, no face killer, I see the money right. Uh, yeah, Blank face, clear everything out the safe, crack the big bank. Robbing your kids too, my heart of igloo. The devil in all blue, huh? Die now, go to heaven and bring them through. Lot of brown round here, got that white girl for you. Uh, and she's swimming in fire water, clippy double digits. Piercing through your civic most, die before they hear it. Turn a nigga to a spirit. Try slow, oh, hey, hit the curb with shattered mirrors. Look around, now you're hellbound, boogie down, bullshit, I want to loud, slang a bird every hour, smack a nigga with the heat, contradicting AP, leave a triple six lying under feet, can you dig it, shook a match that won't finish, drop a nigga off, get a nigga whip, squeeze a fingertips, Hey, blank face, Trey A. Kill everybody, fuck a AK. Sell narcotics and step my dollars up to Bill Gates. Push our limits, you look timid, need to back off. Punk ass cops, some crackers want us with our black off. Thug like niggas is 96, I want the gang bang. Few years later, I'm really from it. We were still kids. Crack off, nigga, I'm squeezing empty till the shell break. Fuck my image, I need to drop, I need the blank face. Cause brain damage from my mechanics, keep it two ways. Sell narcotics, I'm slinging diamonds with your mad men. Stack large commas, you with your ride. When your backbone came four figures, I make deposit with the gold ring. Jeans look dirty, I lift the Chevy with the rims on. All bad bitches, they wanna fuck me with the gas on. Real life nigga, I'm in the stool to out a weed blow. Way long, long, I hit the dope behind a cell phone. Y'all don't hear me, I want the money right. Uh. Tony, no face killer, I see the money right. Uh. Blank face.